day focuses on all active duty personnel and military veterans. It's a day of celebrating those who have served to protect us. The holiday started out celebrating the anniversary of the end of World War I. It was originally called Armistice Day, but the name was replaced by Veterans Day in 1954. Today, it honors all veterans who have served in the U.S. military, or who still serve. Gettysburg Flag Works noted about Veterans Day, this is a day to honor our nation's veterans. It is not a day of mourning, but a day of celebration and honor. Therefore, it is not a day of half-staff. Citizens are encouraged to fly POW slash missing in action flags and flags of the military branches on this day to show support to our veterans. Memorial Day was originally known as Decoration Day, according to History.com. It first began 10 years after the Civil War. In 1966, the federal government officially declared Waterloo, New York as the birthplace of Memorial Day. In Waterloo, starting in 1866, Memorial Day was celebrated as a community-wide event where businesses were closed for the day and soldiers' graves were decorated to remember them. It was called Decoration Day and at first it was on May 30, 1866, because no battles had their anniversary on that date. Southern states honored those lost on a separate day until after World War I, History.com shared. For a long time, Memorial Day was observed on May 30th, until 1968 when Congress passed the Uniform Monday Holiday Act. This was designed to allow Memorial Day to end a three-day weekend for federal employees. It was officially recognized as a federal holiday in 1971. Both Memorial Day and Veterans Day reflect upon the heroism of those who have served in the military. But Memorial Day remembers those who died while in military service. Both holidays may be observed with parades, ceremonies, and other celebrations. But Memorial Day is typically more somber, remembering those who have fallen and gave the ultimate sacrifice to keep us free. Welcome. In September 1942, after several times rejecting proposals to use qualified women pilots for flying duties, Army Air Forces Commanding General Henry H. Arnold agreed to form two groups designed to help meet the need for pilots to ferry aircraft. The Women's Auxiliary Ferrying Squadron, WAFS, led by Nancy Harkness Love, enlisted already qualified women pilots to transport training aircraft from factories to training bases. Meanwhile, the Women's Flying Training Detachment, WFTD, led by Jackie Cochran, oversaw an intensive training program to increase the number of women who could fly for the ferrying division. On July 5, 1943, Arnold put Cochran in charge of all women pilots, with Nancy Love as the executive for women pilots in the ferrying command. A month later, on August 5, 1943, the WAFS and WFTD merged into a single unit for all women pilots, who were rapidly extending their qualifications to every type of aircraft in service. The new unified group called itself the Women's Air Force Service Pilots, WASP, with its pilots known as WASPs. In its first few weeks, the WFTD required women pilots to have a private pilot license and 200 hours of flight time, and would then train them to fly the Army way. But it soon began accepting women without any prior flying experience. The flight school at Avenger Field, in Sweetwater, Texas, ran most flight training for women pilots, who at first trained only on lighter or smaller planes. Eventually, 
however, women proved that they could fly almost every type of aircraft in the U.S. military arsenal at the time, including the heaviest bombers and fastest fighters. Their pilot training therefore became the same as their male counterparts. The only aspect women's training did not cover remained combat acrobatics, since the Army Air Corps had from the start intended to use women pilots to free up male pilots for combat roles. The WASP pilot training program graduated 1,074 graduates, who, combined with Nancy Love's originals, ferried over 50% of the combat aircraft within the United States during the war years. WASPs flew at 126 bases across the U.S., where they also towed targets for gunnery training and served as instrument instructors for the Eastern Flying Training Command. 38 of these women died in their service, 11 in training and 27 during missions. Cochrane and Love both eventually came to hope that as women proved their abilities and commitment to military aviation, the AAF would agree to militarize the program. Militarization would mitigate a number of unequal policies in salary and repayment of expenses, and it almost came about in 1944 when General Arnold planned to commission women pilots as second lieutenants within the AAF. These plans, however, encountered great opposition in the media and in Congress, where high-profile hearings in the House Committee on Military Affairs questioned the continued need for women pilots. Ironically, just as the military situation of 1942 had argued for the use of women pilots, the military situation of 1944 generated increased opposition. With the air campaign having successfully crushed the German Luftwaffe and now enjoying the ability to bomb German cities almost at will, Allied leaders now planned a massive ground assault that would finally end Nazi Germany. As part of these preparations, the AAF cut back its training for male pilots and revoked male civilian flight instructors' exemptions from serving in combat ground units. The men affected by these policies began a letter-writing campaign to their Congress members and to the media, which accused Arnold of trying to supplant male pilots with women. In June 1944, the Ramspec Committee report argued that training women pilots was a waste of resources and should be terminated, though it allowed that women already trained could continue to serve. Congress rejected a WASP militarization bill on June 21, 1944, and Arnold himself came to believe that the crisis that had created the need for women pilots had passed. On August 5, 1944, he announced that the current class of trainees would be the WASP program's last. The last WASP training class graduated at Sweetwater on December 7, 1944, and the WASP program itself ended on December 20. At the graduation ceremony, General Arnold told the last crop of pilots, We of the AAF are proud of you, we will never forget our debt to you. But after the war ended the next year, the WASPs were in fact forgotten. Their records were classified and sealed from the public. Americans became absorbed into everyday routines of living, and no longer remembered the WASPs' contribution to the nation. When in the 1970s the Air Force announced that it would begin to accept women for pilot training, the media reported the story as if this would be the first time women could fly for the U.S. military. The WASPs then rose up to demand the recognition that they deserved. Though opposed by the American Legion and other veterans groups, on November 23, 1977, President Carter signed Public Law 95-202, Title IV, which granted former WASPs veteran status with limited benefits. Coincidentally, the Air Force graduated its first female pilots this same year. 
More recognitions followed in future years. The first WASPs received discharge certificates in 1979, and in 1984 they received World War II Victory Medals. Those who had served one year were also awarded American Theater Campaign Medals. In 2009, President Obama signed into law a Senate bill providing the Congressional Gold Medal to the WASPs. Many of the surviving women pilots, accompanied by women airmen in current service, accepted these medals at a ceremony in the White House on March 10, 2010. Louis Louise Lancaster Nash of Ferndale, Michigan was born April 11, 1921. Louis Lancaster Nash fell in love with flying at age 5 after riding with her family in a Ford Trimotor. It wasn't until years later, when she signed up for the CPT program at Michigan State Teachers College, now Eastern Michigan University, that she was given an opportunity to learn how to fly. Attending college and working as a teacher, Lois continued to acquire flying hours. In 1943, she finished school in June and in July, she was accepted into the Army Air Force's Experimental Flight Training Program for Women and headed to Texas. Lois and 94 other young women pilots paid their way to Avenger Field, Sweetwater, Texas to become WASP Class 43-8. Less than half that number eventually graduated. After Lois completed the training and earned her silver WASP wings, she was sent to Hondo, Texas, C-45 Navigational Flying to train cadet navigators, Dodge City Ob, Kansas, B-26 Transition Training, Pueblo, Colorado, B-26 Tow Target Missions, and finally to Walker Ob, Victoria, Kansas, Engineering, Ferrying, Co-Pilot B-17s. During the 18 months Lois flew for the Army Air Forces, her husband, Albert E. Nash, was serving in North Africa and Italy. As a WASP, Lois flew 15 different types of aircraft for her country, but the B-26 Martin Marauder remained her all-time favorite. When the WASP were disbanded on December 20, 1944, Lois returned home and, eventually, she and Albert began raising their two sons. Lois spent the last few years sharing her WASP experiences with local groups and being honored for her service. On March 10, 2010, she was one of approximately 175 WASP who attended a ceremony in Washington, D.C., to award the WASP the Congressional Gold Medal, highest honor that Congress can award a civilian. It was the largest event ever held inside the Capitol building. Lois Nash graduated in the class of 43W8 on December 17, 1943. During her time with the WASP she was assigned to Hondo Army Airfield, TX, Dodge City Army Air Base, KS, Pueblo Army Air Base, Co. and Walker Army Air Base, Victoria, Texas. In the performance of her duties she flew many types of military aircraft, including the PT-19, BT-13, F-6, B-17, B-26, C-47, UC-78. Wasp Lois Nash, 43W8, took her final flight on Easter Sunday morning, April 24, 2011, just 12 days after she celebrated her 90th birthday. She is buried at MJ Dolly Cooper Veterans Cemetery in Anderson County, South Carolina, USA. Nancy Lenora Mace, born January 2, 1921 in Newberry, South Carolina, died at age 95 on January 27, 2016. She graduated from Winthrop College in 1942. Following graduation, Ms. Mays taught school for a year before being accepted into the WASP program. 
She also spent 35 years working for General Electric retiring in 1982. Nancy Lenora Mays Ms. Mays was a veteran of the Women Air Force Service Pilots, WASP, World War II, receiving her pilot's wings on December 7, 1944. Her class of 44W10 was the last class of the WASP program, and is often referred to as the Lost Class. She was influenced to join the WASP by her brother, John, who was killed when his B-17 was shot down over North Africa early in World War II. Planes that she flew included the S-6, PT-17, BT-13, and PT-19. Ms. Mays and her fellow WASPs received the Congressional Gold Medal on March 9, 2010. Ms. Mays served in the United States Air Force Reserves from 1948 to 1978 and was the only woman in her unit. She retired as a lieutenant colonel. Following her service with the WASP, Ms. Mays joined the Red Cross and served in the Philippines and then Japan with Pacific Air Command United States Army. Pacusa. Throughout her career, Ms. Mays was a charter member of the Women Military Pilots Association, now known as Women Military Aviators Incorporated. She was also a member of the 99s, Inc., and the International Organization of Women Pilots. Images of the WASP mascot, Fifinella, could be found in almost every room of her home. Ms. Mays is survived by her sister, Mrs. Agnes Mays Lippitt, two nieces, Nancy Lippitt, Catherine, Hood and Elizabeth Ann, Betsy, Lippitt and two nephews, Edward Stafford Lippitt, Jr., and John Mays Lippitt. She is also survived by many great nieces and nephews and their families. She was predeceased by her parents, John Bernard and Agnes Mays, Sr., and her brother John Bernard Mays, Jr. Nancy Lenora Mays is buried at Rosemont Cemetery in Newberry, South Carolina. Memorial ID 1578875598. Lefevre Garrison was born October 21, 1915 in Schenectady, New York. She died at age 91 on October 12, 2007 in Concord, Massachusetts, USA. Mrs. Garrison was born in Schenectady, NY, where her father, I.D. Lefevre, was controller of the General Electric Company. She graduated from Brown School and Mount Holyoke College, and received a master's degree in teaching from Columbia University. In World War II, Mrs. Garrison served in the WASP, Women Air Force Service Pilots, a group of women pilots recruited by Jackie Cochran for non-combat flying missions. During her time in the service, Mrs. Garrison was a member of a tow-target squadron in a group that ferried B-25 bombers between Texas and California. She was a resident of Rye, NY, for 40 years before moving to Concord. Doris Lefevre Garrison is buried at Ebenezer Presbyterian Church Cemetery in Rock Hill, York County, South Carolina, USA. Memorial ID 5327-1769.
Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you and have a nice day.